Hi, Pot family. It's Mother's Day weekend, or in my house as we call it, May Day weekend. Let's talk about it. Hi, Pot family. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good night, good midnight, wherever you find yourself in the world. So it is officially, officially, officially Mother's Day weekend. Or in my house, we say matron. I'm the matron of Max, not the mother. I don't, I, in my house, mother's mother. Trust me, if you ever met my in-laws, you know what I mean. If you ever, my mom was never like that, but whatever. It is Mother's Day weekend. We're not going to talk about the crazies. We're going to talk to about the good ones. And so this weekend... Um, I would like to make an announcement. I am officially a licensed minister, and I I am so excited. I'm a licensed officiant minister, and so I'm very excited. I'm very excited. I don't really know how to react, seeing how they spell my name wrong on my license and all, and I keep trying to call the school, and nobody's responding to me, so... I hate to blast them like that but come on dude i sent you an email like last week so yeah i'm gonna send another email i'm gonna keep bugging them until somebody get my name right my name is not lashon raw okay i don't know who that is we're gonna talk about that one day how people disrespect me and call my name wrong but if it was them they would definitely want the respect with their name you know and I'm, I'm just gonna start treating people the way they treat me and let's see how they like that anyways this is not that podcast this podcast is about mother's day and have i got something for you guys being that i am a licensed minister and mother's day is probably gonna be the theme of all tomorrow or sunday at church because i say tomorrow i don't even know what day it is y'all but that's going to be the theme at church like this whole weekend they're going to celebrate mothers at our home church we're going to celebrate the late dr alicia coley and she was our first lady and co-pastor with her husband dr demetrius coley and they are they were a wonderful team together no one could ever replace her um since she passed away there have been so many scoopdoms and I'm, I'm really calling them that scoopdoms that want to swoop in and take her spot and I just want to let them know on air you really can't ever do that because no one's gonna like you like we liked our first lady she was just so real she didn't really try to like put herself in positions you know she was just there and she would you know she just fit in you know like and it wasn't so much that she had to fit in she was her own person and you know she if she felt like something she was gonna tell you if she didn't feel like nothing she wouldn't tell you she was like quiet but at the same time she also had her own thing her own way of doing things and she was my friend actually i would call her whenever i was having problems with my husband because i didn't know how to deal with certain things i'm young this is the only marriage i've ever been in i've seen successful ones but besides mine but i've never seen anybody have conflict so i don't know like sometimes when i don't agree with that brother i'm like i go i call somebody that i know got a little bit more sense in the moment than me because sometimes we can act up you know and say the wrong thing do the wrong thing at the wrong time you know like when keeping it real goes wrong like dave Chappelle said i like that by the way uh that's that's i watch that on youtube all the time i don't really own any dave Chappelle stuff seeing as i have a four-year-old and uh, like he said you better not bring your kids so <laughs> um 
this is my short tribute to my first lady. I love you and I miss you. And, you know, sometimes I speak to you in air because I'm like, maybe she'll hear it, you know. This is hope. And every time I get into a little squabble with my husband, I'm like, dang, I miss her. And I would just text her randomly sometimes. So I really do miss her. So I pray that you're in heaven doing your thing. I know you like shopping. So, okay, so here we go. Let's jump on into this. First Kings chapter 3. We have, uh, we have Solomon who has replaced his father as king because the king went to be with Jesus. Rest in peace, David. And, um, you know, and live in heaven, David. So now we have him out the way. Then he marries Pharaoh's daughter. To, he, made, he made an alliance with uh, Egypt, making his kingdom stronger, which was a good move because uh, Egypt was like the big deal of the day and he really didn't want to fight with them. Even though I don't really think uh, Egypt wanted to mess with the city of David like that because <laughs> we got God on our side what so anyways now so Solomon is king and so God visits him visits him in a dream at night and he asked Solomon what you want as long as you worship me and walk in the uprightness of your heart he, he didn't mention his flesh he said the uprightness of his heart because our flesh is a mess so let's all establish that David's flesh was a hot mess, but his willingness in his heart to get everything right before God is why he was the apple of God's eye. His humbleness, his I will throw myself before your throne. And even if you go way back to Genesis, Abraham did the same thing. God spoke to him. Abraham threw himself on the floor. It's about humbly submitting yourself before God. And that is why God will move for you if you humbly submit if your heart is in the right place if you try to do justice and not evil if you try to live a complete good life and do right to all men that is what this is about and and by doing that we eliminate half the things that are going on today if you're trying to live upright and do right before God you can't be a racist because your heart won't allow you to hate people based on skin color i think it's crazy to, to base something on skin color anyways but you can't be a racist because your heart will not be in it but i digress from that so let's go back solomon was sleeping getting his little snooze on which i envy because i don't ever really sleep uh he was you know just trying to sleep god came to him in a dream and said what shall i give you and so solomon thought about it and he was like, you know what? I just, I want to be able to lead these people. I'm a child. I don't know nothing. I'm a, I'm a king at an early age. I don't know anything. And you were so good to my dad. So can you just be good to me and help me to make great decisions to do real good judgment to your people? And so God, I'm pretty sure that was impressive. That was a couple places in the Bible where um, it says that God marveled at these people's like, um, how Jesus marveled at these people's um, answers and stuff and he did what they asked because he said there is nobody with this much faith in Israel and so basically it's the same thing happening with Solomon he's like wow okay you didn't ask for riches you didn't ask for none of that so check this I'm gonna give you the wisdom that you asked for because wisdom is like one of the greatest things anybody could have if we had wisdom if we operated in wisdom in this world a lot of things that are happening today would not be a, a factor so Solomon asked for wisdom and so God was like I'm gonna grant that to you I'm gonna give you wisdom and even though you didn't ask for the rest of this stuff because you asked for wisdom I'm gonna give you 
all the stuff you didn't ask for. I'm going to give you riches. I'm going to make sure your kingdom is taken care of. And in other places, if you read, Solomon's kingdom was actually a pretty happy place to be. Everybody was happy. There was never no miserable service. Nobody was plotting to kill him. You know, like he had it going on. He had a great kingdom. In so much that when Beersheba came, she was so impressed with his kingdom. She was like, dang, it is true what they say. Your kingdom is one where nobody is unhappy. The people was taken care of. All the people was taken care of because Solomon's first goal was to take care of the people. And that's what ministers have to get back into the mindset. Ministry is not about um, what you can get and how much respect you can get, the titles, the glamour, you know, because in the church world, we look up the ministers. They're like celebrities to us, you know, and me, myself, just becoming an ordained and licensed because I got ordained back in 2019 minister. It's like I have to check myself because I'm like, dang, sometimes I look at myself and I'm like, I deserve. No, I do not deserve a darn thing. You know, it's all it's God that deserves everything. And Solomon was was basically um, doing that. And so that that has been actually my prayer to God that I don't do that type of stuff where I feel like I'm on top and I need this. And, you know, because my husband, he, he does kind of serve as my armor bearer. If I need something, he'll carry it for me and stuff beyond the little cute. Oh, that's my husband. He used to be my boyfriend. and He carried my books type of thing. But if we go somewhere, it's like my expectation is that my husband is is that person that's helping me because you know he's here and he we just started this home church and you know like he he's the only person that does help me they usually have somebody that like carry bible stuff for them i carry my own books i ain't that special yet so anyways but i i expect certain things for him to like just be there for you know and then we're training our child up to take the reins from me one day and be a minister and you know, that's just something that he has to do. It was prophesied over his life, so ain't no getting around that. He can be a minister and something else, but he can't be everything else and not minister. Sorry, some things you just fall into. So, toodaloo, too bad. Anyway, so Solomon came in just like my son will take the reins. His son, David's, David's son, Solomon, took the reins. He was like, I just want to be a good king. You know, and from ministry standpoint, I can understand that because I just want to be a good minister because Solomon was also a priest. As you can see, he goes into the house of God and he offers up incense. And that is something that priests would do. Just so weird, clear. Um, So not only he was like he's king and minister, basically. So, OK, these two women come to him and they were both harlots, a.k.a. whores. And I hope if you didn't teach your kids what a whore is yet, um, sorry. So these are women that go around and sleep with men for money. And these two women stayed in the same house. And they both were pregnant around the same time. One gave birth three days before the other one. So the one that gave birth probably assisted. They probably assisted each other in this birth. I'm not really sure how they did if they had midwives. But they said that no one was there when the when one lady slept on top of her baby. And honestly, that does ha- that is something that does happen um, parent falls on top of the baby and is is not a rose on top of the baby a child is tiring when you have a little one and you when you have a little baby the mother is exhausted we're talking about two women two babies I can imagine those little babies probably crying. They come out the womb hungry. You have to feed them. Back in those days, I don't really know if they had like uh, bottles for them, but breastfeeding has always been a thing. 
So these women had to learn how to breastfeed and they had to feed these babies, drink a lot of food, drink a lot of water, eat a lot of food. And I've been there. So I know that it's tiring. It's so exhausting. So when my husband was like, I'm exhausted too, I want to kill him because he does not know true exhaustion from the point of you had the baby and for mothers who had a C, a cesarean, you had the cesarean pain, you have the um, sometimes depression that comes along with it. You have all these things, all these factors, and you're exhausted, but you still got to keep going for this little baby. And these women had no help. They had no man. So they didn't have somebody that could just be like, okay, I'm going to help her out and I'm going to take this baby while she gets some sleep. Not so. In fact, it was probably a bunch of men going, that ain't my kid. That ain't my baby. I ain't the daddy. You know, running from that responsibility. And these women, because they were whores, they probably don't know which man was their, their baby daddy to begin with. So it's not like they could say, you the one. And you was in me. And yada, yada, yada. They couldn't do that. So they only had them two. And the ladies um, said, one lady said, well, it's my child. And the other lady alleged that it was her kid that was still alive and the other child was dead. This lady said, well, I went to bed and this lady put her baby on my chest while I slept. But she had to kill her baby in the middle of the night. I got up and I tried to feed the baby. The baby was dead. Okay. So um, then after I considered all this stuff, what happened? This not I don't this ain't my baby. I just know in my heart this ain't my baby. So another thing is little babies when they come out they know their parents um nipples and they will not suck someone else's nipples or that used to be the case i don't know the case is anymore but i know sorry that's my studio stuff um they would not get a latch on like they will have a hard time trying to latch on to somebody else's breast because they get to know their parents breast so and so and if you think of playing this movie called Hand That Rocks the Cradle, they have a scene where, where it actually shows that. And my grandma, I remember my grandma said it a long time ago. And my grandma is very wise and she's actually, happy birthday grandma. Today is her birthday and she's 80 something. She gonna kill me if she hit this podcast. <laughs> but anyways, uh, so I love you grandma. So, okay. So. The king, so they told this to the king. Then they started fussing back and forth in front of King Solomon. And then she was like, that's my baby. You know, it's my baby. That's a lie. She's like, girl, you a lie. And they probably was not saying girl. And they probably was not saying it. She was probably calling her all kind of names. Come on, they are whores. So um, they was going back and forth. And they don't care because no king is sitting on no throne. Because if they dumb enough to fight in front of the king, then you know they was calling each other names. And so the king was like, bring me a sword. He just sat there listening to the whole thing. He was like, dang, man, they both saying this is their baby. That's a lie. So he said, let's cut the baby into you get one half and you get the other half. And the other lady was like, then so be it. Let it be. I don't care. Give me my half of the baby. Now, if a baby is dead already and you over here talking about you don't, you know, like you don't care. The king thought the same thing that I'm thinking. Then it can't be her kid. It can't be, because any real mother is not going to want you to cut her, her baby in half. So the other lady was like, oh, stop. Let her have my baby. I don't care. Just give her my baby. Don't kill my baby. I love my baby. And the king was like, hey, that's the real mother. Give it to her. So, 
on this Mother's Day, what I what I took from that is not Mother's Day yet. This is pre-recorded for Mother's Day. I'm sorry, but for Mother's Day, what I took from that is cry out for your child. Always cry out for your child. Always stand up for your child, because obviously there'll be people who won't who who will say, oh, they'll try to they'll try to take your child, or they'll try to train your child, or uh, and then when it gets to a point where the child where the child is killed or where the child is about to be killed, they won't care. That ain't that child. But also the wisdom of King Solomon and then the heart of a mother who already who cried out for her child, who's willing to even sacrifice having her child for the greater good. She she was willing to give her child up just so her child could live. And that is very powerful to me. So with that, I bid you guys a very happy Mother's Day. And let's all pray for some wisdom like Solomon when we are leading these kids. Because I have a son. And when I think about all the things that I try to do for him, you know, taught him his ABCs. I did that in a dang day. Like, I was on it. I was like, oh, he supposed to know his ABCs? He didn't know him. I was like, check this. Sit down. <laughs> and we went. I drill sergeant him, you know. And then he went to school. And now the teachers are saying that he he's four. So he went to preschool. And the teachers are saying he's kindergarten ready. You know, he knows the letters in order. And, you know, that was that was me. I took him even when I felt like I was failing. I took him to my grandma and I was like, Grandma, you got to help me. You know, saying grandma whose birthday it is today. Woo -woo. And she she sat down and I was like, only a grandmother can do this because I can't <laughs> with the patience. And you have to develop patience with these little people. You know, and I'm pretty sure those two mothers, they had so much patience with their little babies. And unfortunately, one of them laid on top of her kid and. That's very sad that her child passed away. You know, I actually know a girl who who that happened to whom that happened to, and she went to jail for a while. Like she went to jail, and she had other children, I think, after that. But I'm pretty sure that moment affected her, and it can happen to anybody. Like I said, you're very exhausted when you have a child, and at first, I don't know, seem like that first year. Good God, you know good god it's like some people are like oh my child's such an angel she never even cried and i'm so refreshed and look at my makeup i want to jump across the counter even now and choke them shut up yeah, the rest of us didn't have our hair done i mean it, it was so much that's the reason why i got locks because i couldn't do my hair and even now with the micro locks i don't know what i was thinking i still can't do my hair <laughs> but at least it looked somewhat presentable when i go outside because my fro was frizzy and dry you could burn that with the sun like seriously and my hair was falling out because I was so stressed out because that's what little babies they keep you there so it is being a parent is not an easy task it actually really sucks to me like I don't really I never wanted to be a parent but now that I am I'm just trying to embrace all the suckiness you know there are a lot of fun moments but then to me it just really sucked you know and for those of those who say kids are a blessing well then you show me because i don't know i'm just i'm living my life you know and just trying to do it the right way and make sure that this child has the best upbringing that i can give to him and i believe that is what that mother wanted i usually don't say i believe but in this case i really think that she wanted the best for her child and she was like instead of killing my child ending his life the best thing would be to just give this lady my child and just keep going from there so she did but the king was like hold up the real only a real mother 
would plead for the life of the child like that. And we see so many instances in the Bible where fathers and mothers came before God and they pleaded for the life of their child or came before Jesus and pleaded for the life of their child. And Jesus would say, your child is alive. Or he'd take the parents and he'd go into a room and he'd say, no, don't worry, she's living. Other people would laugh and be like, ha, 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 you know. What what is he talking about? That child is dead. I'm watching it. Ooh, you know. And there are people who do stuff like that. A lot of people who who at the sight of at, at death of other people, they they laughing and joking and stuff, and it's not funny. And Jesus and the parents didn't laugh. But when she woke up, it was a different story. So again, I say, as of this Mother's Day, I want to thank. All of you who are mothers, in my case, May, who plays the role of May, um, I got it from Matron. That's um, someone who's it could be it could be used as mom. Um, also, a guide person who guides. I prefer to guide my child, and I watch him a lot. I let him do a lot of things, and then I guide him if he gets out of line. And I really. Uh, it's like I I love watching him grow you know so thank you to all that you do because being a matron aka may aka mom aka mother is not an easy task and it seems like the majority of it for some reason falls on the woman it seems like everything in society uh, weighs down on the woman and it's very stressful I know a lot of women worry and I would just like to say to you, don't worry, because God has whatever you can't see, God is taken care of. Because all children have angels, and their angels make sure they are okay. Sometimes, some people, some little kids get in impossible situations. You're like, how in the world you get behind there? They're alive, not hurt. They fall over, bump their head, look like they broke their neck. They get up, they're running around, they're okay. And you're like, oh my gosh. But their angels are there making sure that nothing happens to them. So on this Mother's Day, I encourage you to just whatever is good about having a kid to enjoy having that child and raising that child. Because once they go out into the world, that's pretty much it. You've done your job and that's that's about all you could do. Now it's time for you to just let them flourish in what you have taught them. And I'm seeking to do the same thing. Also, do like Solomon, ask for wisdom to guide these little people, you know, because without wisdom, we we. We enable the next strength. <laughs> we enable the next strength to come along. And I don't want to do that with my child. So happy Mother's Day to you. I love you all. Thank you guys for listening. And if you don't have a child yet, just take this as a learning lesson. And if you don't plan on having none, because I sure didn't, you know, you know, just still take this as a learning lesson. Because I'm sure you have nieces, nephews, little cousins, somebody that you can still guide along this way. Because we all play mother and father to somebody. So again, happy Mother's Day. Until we meet again, the love of my heart is where I keep a friend. This is Arthur Sunflower J, making you feel a billion emotions and being one. Sorry, you guys, I've been under a lot of stress, and so I've been stuttering a lot. And my stress has mainly come from just dealing with the aftermath of losing my granddad, um, suffering from a little bit of PTSD concerning that. So continue to pray for me. And also, one of my aunts just had a heart attack. And so uh, my family is actually being attacked spiritually. So, and, and her son passed away a few years ago. So, all we have now is her. Her husband also passed away. So, you guys, continue to 
uh, pray for my family and I'll continue to pray for you. This is Arthur Sunflower J. Over and out.